This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm so glad to welcome to the podcast husband and wife, illustrator and authors, Joe and Kate Hawks. They are both graduates of Dort University, where Kate received her degree in elementary education and Joe in art. Joe and Kate are parents to four children and enjoy finding gospel-centered resources, and now they have the joy of creating them together as well. While Joe is the illustrator of more than a dozen books, including the amazing series called Good News for Little Hearts, it's from New Growth Press, together Joe and Kate have recently released a wonderful book for elementary age students, Who is Jesus? 40 pictures to share with your family. Joe and Kate, I've known about you for a number of years, and it's great to finally have you on the podcast. Welcome. Thank Thank you, you. Well, I am really excited about this book that you've just released, Who is Jesus? And I'm also excited to talk about some of the verses that you feature in this book as our verses for this episode and then ones we're going to do in the future as well. So let's just go there. What verses do you have for us today? All right. We have Luke 1, verses 68 through 69. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David. So before we get into discussion about this verse, Joe, I've got to ask you, give us a verbal description of what the illustration is like that goes with these verses. And I see this is related to day 21 in your book, and it's called Jesus is the Horn of Our Salvation. So what did you draw? I drew a big blue ox. (laughs) (laughs) And I, it's only blue because that's, that's the color that worked. We had like four colors to work with and uh, only one, that one seemed to pop on, on that page. And so <laughs> there's no significance to the blue. So Paul Bunyan has nothing to do with this there's particular set of verses. Zero to do with this one. <laughs> All right. So now that we know and we're looking for the big blue ox, we're going to get back to Luke 1, 68 and 69. So <laughs> let me just throw it out there and ask, like, what's the setting here? What do we need to know about the background of this verse before we read it again? Yes. Yeah, so this comes from the story of Zachariah and Elizabeth. And Zachariah and Elizabeth are the parents, as you might know, of John the Baptist. And before he was born, Zachariah was chosen to burn incense in the temple. And maybe this was the only time he did it, but it was was very special. And he walks in there and an angel appears, totally unexpected, tells him about the birth of John and how his son John would prepare the way for the Messiah. And Zachariah doesn't believe it. And because he doesn't believe it, the angel says he can't talk until John is born. So if we fast forward ahead to the time when he can talk, he opens his mouth and he prophesies about the Messiah. And this is in Luke 1, verses 67 through 75. Yeah, and I'll read that. Uh, Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and has redeemed his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago. 
salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to be able to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. What is Zechariah praying here when he's talking about that God has raised up a horn of salvation? Yeah, my brain went like thinking, you know, the, the ram's horn that they would blow hmm. or maybe that horn of oil when they're anointing someone in the Bible. Is it hmm. that kind of a horn? But if you get out your study Bible, it tells you that it's actually the horn of a wild ox. So this is a picture of rescue and salvation. We heard those words and the picture is of the horn of salvation, which we know is Jesus. And it's the horn of a wild ox, which is surprising. That is surprising. So what's the significance of a horn of a wild ox? So in, in the Hebrew mind, in, in the ancient Israelite mind, um, a wild ox would, would have been the strongest thing they could think of, the strongest living thing they could think of. Hmm. Uh, I grew up with cattle and every fall we would round up all the cattle and force them into a corral and then through a chute one by one. Um, if they needed any sort of um, medicine from the vet or whatever. And if a cow who's been out in the pasture for months has a mind to not go through that chute, it's not going to go. And <laughs> you can get in there with the cow and push on it. And it's like you're pushing on a boulder. And uh, so that's the first place my mind goes is this thing that's living and immovable. <clears throat> I also think about, um, one time we had a, a very strong bull that got in a fight with the neighbor's bull and uh, they were fighting across the fence and just destroyed the fence. So these steel posts that look like they're immovable were just flattened like a, like a train was rolling over them. And uh, so it speaks to power. And, and these are the domesticated ones. These are the ones that are supposed to be tame. So when the, the Israelites, uh, referred to a wild ox, this is something that is a force of nature. Wow. Yeah. Something to be reckoned with. And so let's cross that bridge. So there's the picture and your book is all about these images and pictures of what Jesus is like. And let's kind of cross that bridge from the image to the reality. What can we learn about our God from these verses? So Zachariah is borrowing this idea from David, actually. So in the Psalms, David says, this is Psalm 92, 9 through 10, Lord, surely your enemies will perish. You have exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. So this is telling us this horn is a deadly weapon. And in Psalm 18, verse 2, David calls God the horn of my salvation. So David knows that he is safe with God on his side. God is strong. God is mighty to save. He's incredibly powerful, powerful enough to conquer our enemies, right? And I guess then the question comes, like, who are our enemies that we need this horn of salvation to conquer for us? Maybe Zachariah thought it was the Romans or something. I don't know. But maybe he also was thinking about sin, Jesus is powerful enough to conquer sin. He is powerful enough to conquer death, the curse, the devil. These are the things that we can think about that, that the horn of salvation accomplishes for us. 
Yeah, that's such a striking image that teaches us how powerful Jesus really is. And so, Joe and Kate, thank you so much for pointing us to our God who is good and strong and everything we need. I'm so thankful you did that. Would you just close our time by praying these verses for all of us? Sure can. Father, we praise you because you have come to redeem your people. You have raised up a mighty horn, Jesus Christ, to save us. In our frailty, in our flesh, we stumble. But you are mighty to save. You have won the ultimate victory over sin and death. And we are so thankful that you've made a place for us to share in your victory. And so we place our confidence and faith in you to walk with us daily and to deliver us ultimately. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.